Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the third episode of Slightly Underrated Show, where we talk about some vast majority of topics, including some slightly underrated topics with the guest. Today, we have Chris Wontwell, a director, filmmaker, and editor working in Ontario, Canada. Chris shoots music videos, directs, and also edits them. Chris has been in the video arts industry for over ten years, and some of Chris's work you can see on Instagram at Chris Longlist and other social media links which are posted in the description as well. Go check Chris out. And now back to the show. Cool. It tells you now. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. So Let's... let me start. Uh, hey, Chris, thanks for coming on this podcast. Sorry to make you dis- disturb you and bring you here. But anyway, before I... we start, yeah, you're telling something. Oh, no, I was just going to say thank you for reaching out about it. I feel like we've been planning for this for a few months now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we made the time. So yeah, before we go into it, so can you just give a brief introduction about yourself? Okay. Um, my name is Chris Von Kleist. I'm a filmmaker, creator, artist currently, uh, and predominantly for work. I, I make make and produce videos for people and brands who are uh you know, environmentally and, and socially and, uh, um, yeah, socially ethical, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. And when I have time, although that's pretty much my life, that's what I do. That's me. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So how did you get into this photography, music, making videos and stuff? (laughs) That is is such a good question. Um, I definitely find I'm just here. Most days I wake up and I think, oh, this is cool. This is is my life, Um, which is, yeah. When I was younger, I was very much exposed to screens and I grew up in the 90s so that that wasn't really out of the norm um because I think television it was definitely the main screen outlet and computers were just hooking up into the internet like internet was becoming accessible in Canada um so um and my my dad was a pretty in, and still is a pretty techie guy he loved <laughs> Like he was a gamer, a gamer back in the day. He used to play the original Doom, um, which Xbox later then made a reboot of the exact same game, which I then played at one point. I had a friend who was really into it. Anyway, my like my dad had a computer, which he was he was nice enough to give um, his kids, including myself, um, computer games to play with that he felt were educational or, or good for us to expo- be exposed to. And I, 
I remember I have very fond memories of playing these games as well as then, you know, connect that to also really enjoying my screen time in front of the TV. Um, it's, it's a very stimulating activity where, where we're exposed to so much information in, in, in a small amount of time that, uh, it's, I felt very drawn to wanting to be a part of that, uh, because I believe film is very much a medium that allows exploration of, of all kinds of perspectives, which makes it a very universal medium in the sense that you can communicate anything. And well, now in social media day in the social media day and age, uh, with TikTok as well, it's like you can you have to get your your point across within a minute, unless you're going to do a series of it, but a minute is your cap. Um, so long story short, uh, as an artist, which I find I, I just enjoy using my time to create things and balancing that with, with you know, downtime. I do love my downtime when I can find it. Um, uh, <laughs> I realized I jumped all over the place there, but did oh, I... Did yeah, I, you have answered the question. I, yeah, you have jumped all over the place, but it, but it kind of answered the question. You just touched up on all the topics a little, little by little. So I think that is fine. <laughs> also, just stop me at points if if I'm just, yeah, if I got on a train, a train of thought, and didn't get off of it. Yeah, I will stop you from if you okay. if you do anything. Thank you. So. Uh, like while well, on a screen like when you see a video like behind the scenes there might be a lot of stuff happening so how do you decide on what happens behind the scenes how the progression should be mm. so that it captures the like the audience mm. to what do you say just to see watch your movie or your film whatever mm. that's a really good question it i I believe any art form, um, the goal is to tell a story. And when we think about stories, at least when I think about a story, which is taught in most in most um, literature classes, um, the arc of a story has, you know, your your key points that happen. So when I go into working on a video, I chat with whoever I'm collaborating with, uh, more so when I'm collaborating with, with someone, for example, with York Lane, um, with the eco art market, it was knowing the goal of what it was that we wanted to communicate to, uh, to the audiences. And then it was a matter of, okay, well, yeah, what is it that we're communicating and for example, we needed to make a promo video that the that the market was opened. So we thought, okay, well, how do we make it exciting for a viewer to really understand what it was that was being created, then to document the creation of of that process, and as many bits as you can grab. So in in this situation, I was able to document whoever was participating in curating in this case it was Claire Scott um and a co-curator uh Marilyn 
I forget her last name. Um, you. I mean, it's fine. You, you don't need to take names. It's up okay. To you. Okay. Thank you. In general, like <laughs> I'm asking, you don't need to just take names. It's up to you. You can just generalize it. Till. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. In this case, there was two curators of the market, and yeah, I, I, with my camera, I documented what what would feel interesting setting up the artwork setting up the table it's it's a process of really observing what's happening so in this case the curators it's another art form curating is another art form so understanding that there's a thought process to it there is time to think about what your next move is going to be and sometimes it's very in flow it's a dance of its own um so capturing the moments in a sequence that would retain someone's attention to really understand the depth of what's going on such as um such as getting the coverage of the scene so going from your wide medium close and that that gives a viewer this this view of of zooming in almost seeing all the details details that you may otherwise look over and it it almost tells the story or gets the message across of a video across that much more in depth so is it scripted or is it like you do kind of improv improvisation mm. from that because yes, like so from what you said it is kind of like improvisation everything the answer which you answered i mm. kind of felt that it's improv totally improv yeah you nailed it that that was totally improv yeah so the last 2 minutes of me talking essentially is i improvise it and and go with a gut instinct which i find is really fun because there's no time to really give in to self-doubts. It's more of a playful headspace that you're coming into, as well as in the editing room. However, it does, for me, that process is takes a little more time because it's a process of discovery. Whereas, yes, I am working towards having more scripted projects because all the detail decision making is done at one, one time paper, yeah at one time and for editing it will be easier because you know that this, this this will happen exactly yeah exactly oh you you get it yeah <laughs> so what is harder i think improv is harder right you need to spend a lot of time with camera and even in the editing as well it is for me anyway it it's it takes more time than scripted now, and it's also a skill, though, with improv to be able to get good enough at that the time obviously becomes shortened. Um, and it really does have to do with being able to let go, you know, in moments of... So my issue is is when I edit an imp improvised shoot, I try to go through all the footage. Sometimes there just isn't time when you're giving yourself a deadline but ideally I go through all the footage and at times I have so much fun getting all these the coverage of the angles during the shoot that I have like two hours of footage on my timeline that then I'm gonna sit through once to pick out the moments that look the best and then comb it through 
however many times over to then find, you know, the minute, <laughs> the minute, the minute of that two hour timeline that we will then keep. So, and it's funny because I find myself loving, I, I get attached to the shots that I think look cool or, or, or feel nice so that it makes it that much harder to delete them, you know, to, <laughs> yeah, yeah some by sometimes you might you get your bias in in that sometimes yeah exactly. so you might need a third person to i kind of review it and see what is good or something exactly that's so funny that you bring that up because i am literally just getting to the point in my career where i have found two two tentative editors assistant editors for for some of the work that i'm doing right now and that's that's what i'm finding is is that it's really nice to hand over the footage afterwards to do that initial comb through because they're yeah they may not be as attached to it as as I... you are yeah <laughs> yeah so how was you have also shot i think music videos as well so yes. how is it different with this is it kind of the same process which you mentioned or is it scripted mm mm Actually, I think the last three, three or four music videos I've done have been scripted. And, and I'll even actually correct that by saying all the music videos that I've done have, have at least had a concept and a structure of the storyline before going into the shoot. So which just helps with knowing what locations you're going to go to and how many actors we need versus when we actually need them. So all the logistics, which are just the fundamental logistics when you're creating anything is, is the timing um, and coordinating of, of space. Uh, so, but then to actually script it out. Yeah. The last three or four have been scripted, which which is easier for you. Yes. In the editing process. Yes, 100%. Yes. And I'm getting even more so to the point that I am storyboarding more often for that reason to have actual visual uh, visual shot list to go off of um which then yeah by the editing room it's like already put together. Yeah, so what is the story behind like you were talking about Yorkland so you have taken up new space as well at recently. So what is the story behind starting Yorklin? <laughs> and you kind of post a lot on social media as well, like on Instagram and stuff, which is great. It is great. Thank you for like noticing, first of all, because it's super cool to have this connection with someone based off of that kind of activity. And uh, yeah, Yorklin is super cool for that reason. I feel like York Lane embodies being able to be inclusively curious and, and, you know, have exchanges like this where we really do just talk about creating our, uh, you know, um, like what's the name of your podcast again? Slightly underrated. Yeah. Like podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Like creating this podcast, you know, um, 
So yeah, York Lane is about connection so that other creators can find other creators because it's great that we're able to create our own things, but it's when we create with someone else that it becomes that much, uh, there's that, it's that much more, well, obviously it's bigger, but there's also more sustenance to it. I guess it's just more, you know, there's something bigger there. Uh, so I'm currently based in Stratford, Ontario, and I've been living here since 2015, and I moved here after film school. I went to film school uh, up north, and I knew I needed to come closer to Toronto. I was thinking I was going to dive right into Toronto, Ontario to be more submersed in the film industry, at least the, the professional film industry. And for blockbuster movies, maybe, or Netflix, I'm trying to describe what level of distribution this content is made out of Toronto. Anyways, I grew up in a fairly rural community, so jumping into Toronto didn't feel like the, the right direction right out of school. So I had a friend who was from Stratford, talked, spoke highly of Stratford, and I thought, well, that's close enough to Toronto moved to Stratford and I was very shocked to find that Stratford didn't have a lot of younger um, or, or independent artists. There wasn't a really, yeah, it was hard to find an independent artist community that who were also just playing and discovering how to, you know, just how to create and, and, yeah, connect, find friends other than going to the bar, let's say. Um, so yeah, I, it, it took me a few years to really find who Claire was. And Claire is the, the founder of York Lane Art Collective. And her mission was at first to have a space where she could exhibit her artwork um, as she's a, a trained uh, visual artist, but also very multi, uh, a multidisciplinary artist at this point. Um, her initial intention with this space that she acquired was to curate and exhibit her own work, which then led to her having other artists inquire about showing their work. And then she kept going to the point where the space was hosting um, visual art exhibitions, movie screenings, um, music events, poetry readings basically any kind of art expression happened under and within that space which was really cool uh because I was craving a community like that so I, I popped my head in uh one day to officially meet Claire and I was hosting I was hosting and coordinating a life drawing class at the time and we were in the midst of finding a more central space to do the class out of in downtown Stratford and through a connection Claire's name was mentioned to go check out York Lane and, and see if that was a possibility possibility to have the drawing class there so we had this meeting with Claire and it, it, we got talking and she learned that I was also a filmmaker and I just felt very drawn to the space and to what was happening that I felt inspired to just have fun and shoot 
something on my own and, and yeah, just playing with angles. And I hadn't really had a solo, a lot of solo time to just really shoot things. I guess I was just freshly independently creating video on my own. Um, leading up to that point, I was doing a lot of um, smaller crew work, which was was nice. But I, I yeah. <laughs> Are you going through this later? Are you cutting some things out? Uh, I will see. Mostly, okay. I don't think I will, I will. A little bit, maybe, but not okay. that much. Okay. Well, thank you for bearing with me as I <laughs> work to articulate words. It's all right. It's all right. That's a great story. Uh, you said, did you find any difference? Is there any difference between the Toronto and your area, like in respect to art? Yeah. You were, we were planning to go to Toronto, right? Yeah. 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 So Toronto, I believe, has around 7 billion people living there like as a population. Um, and Stratford has 30,000 people. And initially, my assumption upon moving to Stratford was that because it's so close to Toronto, it would feel like I was a part of the GTA. At least that's what I thought. I, I mean, I don't know if I really put a lot of thought into it so that when I did move to Stratford, an hour and a half away from a place is far enough to make it feel like it's on its own. And there, uh, there's a funny saying that goes around goes around Stratford that it's a city town like it's the best city town because it is a city in technicalities of of how many people as well as like there are city aspects to it but it's also a town in the sense that it's so quiet um like everybody goes to bed at 8 p.m kind of feeling like if you were to go out for a walk after after eight it, like there'd be no one on the street <laughs> um which is really nice but in that sense there just isn't the people i think however even within the time that i've lived here it seems that more and more people who are even interested in in just filmmaking are are popping up more and more yeah okay uh i and i think you have your own production company, right? Digital Arcade. Yeah. Like, yeah. How did you discover or how did you start following me? Uh, I think I started following you on Instagram. Yeah, I saw your, pic I saw your, I think, portraits, which you have done. Oh, cool. Yeah, from cool. that I discovered you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Um, yeah, Digital Arcade is a YouTube channel that focused on making cool videos was pretty much the mission and it was founded by four people and after, yeah, after some time and everybody went on their separate ways to explore their independent creative, creative drives and so I, I still have access to the channel and play with putting videos up on there to see how they do and and yeah so technically yes i do have a youtube channel as well as uh yeah. 
it's now all upon you then on digital arcade you are the founder yeah yeah you are the sole founder of the channel <laughs> so how what kind of hobbies do you have what do you have any free time what do you do in a free time <laughs> is Man. it just music videos and stuff or do you do anything else i want to have hobbies other than what i do i definitely would love to have or get time to read more or at least like yeah read more because there's i have a list of books that i would like to read that i feel like would be nice stories but as well as to like provide information like it's nice to soak in different ways of of learning uh other hobbies though like there's things i enjoy but i don't know what the definition of hobby is <laughs> like what you do in your free time like not very frequently at least rarely as well i'll count that as hobby okay 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 uh i made cookies last year for for the holidays i enjoyed doing that um more so because i like i love cookies <laughs> i love eating cookies so <laughs> making the specific kind is is fun i love ginger ginger molasses cookies are on the top of my favorite cookie list are you planning this year then for holidays to do yeah i would love to make cookies this year maybe that will happen i am taking time off for the holidays which i do appreciate this time of year for that and for a good reason to take some time off it's been a crazy year <laughs> <laughs> it's eventful which is fun it's it's, it's definitely not boring yeah we made we made work we made it through yeah we made some useful time out of it that's what i would yeah that's yeah cheers to that so going through your you had a whole journey into videography so what advice would you give to let's say upcoming uh, artist or somebody who is planning to step into this field mm. is there anything that sticks out yeah just do it i think nike already trademarked that phrase <laughs> but it's a good one it's it's more or less to say like if you for a second feel like you're too scared to try something even though you are curious and you want to try it just just do it just just try it just try it a little bit you know and and be kind to yourself when when you decide to be brave enough brave enough or like yeah that you do it that to just have yeah. fun with it like everybody has their own expression and you, finding the tools to express yourself um is such a privilege to be exposed to as as a collective as like everybody in this world it's it's nice to connect and re remember that we're you know all one <laughs> it's that that yeah that's it that's that answers the question it's fine <laughs> i get you're quite busy i i <laughs> i think i get you're exhausted a little bit yeah am i give a lot of work schedule am i giving you coherent answers uh no no <laughs> um are they 
are they entertaining yeah yeah they are entertaining for sure <laughs> okay well that's that's something uh just the last question uh the portraits like which you shoot how how difficult is it uh with the what was the question again like you shoot pro i saw, i think I, i said i saw you putting out portraits on instagram like pictures of oh yes yeah art whatever like how hard is it to shoot how hard is it to nail it mm 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 good question is it yeah <laughs> that is a good question um phew i think okay well by you asking that do you th- are you saying that i nailed some of my photos like when i took them like they're great yeah like how much time did it go through like is there like any mental block like you have to do it better even though you got it i'm asking in that sense in that sense then yeah every time i nail it as in i that's the mentality you kind of have to go into when when doing something having that confidence and that trust in your in, in myself just and just allowing myself to again at least try at least try and and every time it's every time i get better like every time i try i do get a little better so even if i sense myself critiquing work that i've done even work that i look back at now and think oh that was that was a really good shot being able to step away from it far enough as to look at it as with with fresh eyes uh i yeah i'm able to fall in love with it so it's it's cuz when you're creating you're getting to know yourself so it's about doing it enough to get to know yourself and and know how to nail it you know um it's the discovery part so how hard is that well yeah how, like how hard is it to you do it correctly or overdo it like there is a fine line between doing it correctly and overdoing it so how do you maintain that balance that is a mm. again it goes yeah, it goes to the skill set so knowing your technical settings oh
One second, my video isn't working for some reason. Yeah, yeah it's all right, no problem. We can just uh, finish like this, if yeah, that sure. works. <laughs> yeah, it works. Um, okay, was that in the middle of a question? Yeah, yeah. What, what was the question again? Uh, like, how do you, like with portraits, how do you nail the balance between doing it right and overdoing it? Hmm. Hmm being patient and aware and knowing your technicalities yes yeah, so so understanding how a camera works and and knowing yeah what an aperture is what your iso is uh what um yeah what what format of files you're taking you know the like the tech things that will and can assist you a hundred percent will assist you on making your your products or whatever it is that you're capturing that much better. Uh, I remember the first time I did pick up a camera, I was also very confused by why every time I hit the shutter button, my subjects were blurry. You know, I remember that being so frustrating, trying to understand why that was happening. Um, but learn those fundamentals of the of a camera or whatever tool that you're using and yeah you'll be flying yeah okay that's great uh last question i don't know if you ever happen to encounter this uh do you while making any video or anything is there any writer's blog do you did you suffer from any writer's blog is it com is it present in this as well in videography 100%. because that is the term used in i think music writing and stuff 100% yes uh i i do feel i experience it in every stage of making a video uh in pre-production post-production and production in the middle there uh, yeah, I experienced it in all three phases, which is, uh, again, going back to getting to know myself and understanding how to take care of myself and knowing that sometimes that will happen. Cause I do, I do believe it's something most creatives will experience and, um, or at least a part of some 
most people's process is needing to take time away from the project to then come back with fresher eyes, I think is the goal. Um, And at least I deal with it. Um, It must be tough, right? If you are in that writer's block. It, it is frustrating. I'll definitely say that I definitely get frustrated. And uh, I, luckily, I've confronted it enough and, and have admittedly say that I'm having this time to then, you know, still give that space for me to walk back into the project. You know, I think it's the hardest part is getting back up on on well in getting back into the edit editing chair you know uh um yeah and doing healthy things like making sure i am sleeping although i've definitely i've pulled a lot a lot of all-nighters in my career to this point which have definitely saved me in times of 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 crunch times and I, I think back to those times because I was grateful for the pressure uh, because it did force me in a way I was motivated enough by that timeline to com- complete something. Uh, and I do this because I still think of projects. Where you have it, did all nighters. Yeah. Yeah. And that I could have gone two ways with it. You know, it's, it's finish it or don't finish it and always think about finishing Why you didn't it. Finish it yeah. 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 I mean, it Which, happens. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I have tons of videos that I just haven't posted because, you know, that's part of the process is feeling like you want to share it. I've sometimes you can go as far as editing something, but you never, you never post it. <laughs> same with photos uh all right thank you thank you chris Uh, this is the end thank you for being a part of this podcast i know you are exhausted you have a lot of busy work ahead of you with your eco market and stuff so sorry if i made you forcibly be a part of this oh my gosh no i appreciate your persistence and i i honestly really appreciate you asking to do this this was really nice i i do enjoy talking about this kind of stuff so it's really cool that you asked me and thank you for doing it yeah thanks no problem uh i guess we'll do a lot in future maybe sometime yeah i'll like i'll talk to you on instagram <laughs> yeah awesome okay well yeah you enjoy the rest of your day yeah you you. thanks okay thanks guys thanks for tuning in whether it is on youtube or spotify keep supporting the podcast i'll see you soon bye bye